Well, welcome to another podcast here with Steve and Eddie, and and uh, we are glad that you've joined us. Thanks for doing that, and um, we have got uh, some more rain, Eddie. We yeah. got some more rain yep. that's coming down. So uh, right now the uh, the weather says that pretty much. Uh, the rest of today and a little bit tomorrow, maybe, and I don't know what it actually says. I just know that it said chances well, the worst of thunderstorms. Part about it, it's making grass grow. <laughs> yeah, you know the sun's gonna come out and hit that. Mm, but uh, you can almost watch it. Yeah, watch it grow. Yeah. Well, I, I will say that my my lawn that had gotten riddled with moles is now looking a little more plush. Oh, good. Uh, and that is helpful. And I thought about um, getting a herd of goats hmm. and just putting them in one yard for a while and then moving them over to the lot, let no, them yeah. trim that off. But yeah. uh, I don't know how that will work. Yeah. Are you, you going to put, like, little uh, doggy collars on the goats so they well, don't we, get uh, I, I haven't figured that out yet, actually. <laughs> <laughs> you could use fainting goats, and oh, every time well. they got near the edge, yeah, yeah, fall over and I'd be scare them. Yeah, so. and then then they get back up and get to grazing. Yeah, okay, I got you. Well, it, it's uh, we talk about many things here, you know, weather, baseball, uh, the different individuals that uh, that come in, and and um, I, I did see that the um, the face of Ohio Valley Gas, uh, Mr. Rich McPhail, did wear his L.A. Dodgers hat, which has inspired you to wear your hat. Today that was given to you by smiling Dennis Miles. The, that's uh, what. You know, yes, that's and so um, glad that you've had that on. Um, well, I, I wear this to harass Cardinal fans. I that's see. the only. That's that is the skinny. Because uh-huh. uh, uh, <laughs> you harassing Cardinals fans. The Cardinals. The Cardinals are faltering a little. I think they've had some injuries, which is sad. But yeah. Well, here's the kind of funny thing about that. The Cubbies, we've had injuries. Yeah. And guess where we're at? We're just a half game out. Yeah, I know. The Brewers have they they happen to have gotten a little bit, but I get it. I get it. My know. observations might be askewed, but <laughs> I feel that Cubs fans have a little more compassion. Oh yeah, than yeah. Cardinal fans. I see. I don't see a lot of compassion <laughs> in Cardinal fans. I love them, but I just don't. I'm not feeling the love. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. <laughs> All righty. <laughs> well, uh, on to a, a different subject. Um, how how you feeling? You doing pretty good here? Uh, month of June as it's gotten uh, kicking through and kick, uh, moving forward into the the summer months. Yeah, here. I'm I'm getting there. I'm I uh, I still think there's some uh, merit to when they talk about those that's had COVID. The fatigue hangs on. I think sure. that's true. Sure. Well, I tell you, after I preach twice on Sundays, I. I am at the pretty end of drained, rope. Huh? Yeah, I pretty am. drained. Well, there's a lot of passion. There's a lot of uh, compassion. Well, you put a lot into it. It's like music. The same. You know what I'm talking about. Sure. Well, and, and one of the things that we we are referring to here, folks, is that as you um, are working through, not, not only Eddie as he speaks of himself, but as you work through uh, coming back to church and, and um, being connected with individuals, um, recognize how much of a gift that is to us Amen. and to uh, do community with one another. And um, we're going to be able to learn a lot from this last year if we allow ourselves to do that. Sure. And um, 
man, oh man, we, we're seeing uh, the numbers continue to rise here at, at Crossroads and, and the other churches. Um, it's a good word, and, and thankfully, uh, as the as the as the Lord is is in leading of all of that, that the lives that are so valuable to Him uh, and so valuable to this community are able to connect with one another and to share uh, share just life and share love and joy and and uh, and help each other along the way. It's good stuff. It really is. So please, if um, if you're listening to this podcast and and you need to go and encourage someone by reaching out and connecting to them, you haven't seen them for a while, please do that. Yeah. We want to really encourage you to do that and to invite them to come on back and to, to let them know that um, normality is getting back mm-hmm. into the yep. swing of things. And so we wanted to make sure that we said something about that today. Well, Pastor, as we get rolling into today's podcast and uh, the, the, the part where we talk about the uh, different messages that, that you either have prepared and preached or are, have prepared and are going to preach, uh, let's have a word of prayer as, and just sure. let the Lord lead in this whole time. Heavenly Father, thank you for this day and thank you for the fact that you are in charge. Thank you for the fact that you have so much in store for us as we lay our lives before you. I pray, Father, that you would um, restore the broken and and heal the broken heart and and to renew a right spirit within us. And may we be obedient to continue that good work as you have uh, placed into us to do. I pray that the fruits of the Spirit Mm -hmm. will be evident in our lives. The joy, the peace, the gentleness, the kindness, the long-suffering, the patience, all of these things and more that, Lord, your words speaks out. May they be evident. And, Lord, we just want to give you praise for who you are, praise for the work that you're doing in us. And I pray, Lord, that as we move forward into this podcast now, that we'll be obedient to listen to your Holy Spirit as we guide and lead and direct. And so, Lord, it's in Jesus' name we do pray these things. Amen. Amen. Well, Pastor, you you spoke about a consuming God this last week, and uh, in fact, uh, our awesome and consuming God is the title of it. Yeah, we're in Hebrews, still Hebrews twelve, uh, eighteen through twenty nine, and, and the writer is talking about contrasts, and he talk he contrasts two mountain, which is Sinai and and Mount Zion. Uh, of course, you, you go back and he talks about uh, when God was on Sinai and how it really uh, scared people, uh, and it was it, it was traumatizing almost because God was speaking and they wanted him to quit because it scared them so bad mm-hmm. to hear the voice of God. And, right. And if an animal touched the mountain, they had to stone it immediately, hmm. uh, which is you know it's just <laughs> interesting, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It, it is interesting. He he was showing. He he was he, he's and he talked about this in, in chapter twelve eighteen through twenty one, for he says, for you have not come to a mountain that may be touched and to a blazing fire and to darkness and gloom and a whirlwind and to the blast of the trumpet and the sound of words which sound was that those who heard begged that no further would be spoken to them, for they could not bear the command. If even a beast touches the mountain, it will be stoned. And so terrible was the sight that Moses said, I am full of fear and trembling. Now, this is a Moses 
that had been to Egypt and had seen the plagues. Mm -hmm. He knew what the power of God was, and even this, uh, I'm sure, took him to throw himself down uh, before God on his face. And I, I always pray for believers that we have an experience like that with God, not that we're afraid, mm -hmm. but the fact that just his awesomeness overwhelms us, actually. He said, even centuries later, the readers felt the tremors from the quaking of Mount Sinai. And then he switches. He goes from Sinai, which is a physical mountain that was stone, to a spiritual mountain in a sense. And there is a Mount Zion, but he was looking to, on, to see almost into heaven and see Mount Zion with God sitting on the throne. He, he says in 22 through 24 in Hebrews 12, But you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to myriads of angels, to the general assembly and the church of the firstborn who are enrolled in heaven, and to God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of righteous men made perfect, and to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood which speaks better than the blood of Abel. So here we, we have heaven's audience is what he was trying to say. And he makes that connection between the new and the, and the old covenant. Um, the old covenant, you know, like I, I tried to say Sunday, in the old covenant, it was, it, God's wrath was shown. The children of Israel had one extended record of following God, messing up, he brought, he brought punishment. It was God's wrath upon them. And then through all the judges and through all the prophets and on and on, and they really uh, seemed like they never got it. So we make that transition from the old covenant, God of wrath, to God of grace. Mm -hmm. And grace is so abundant and free that we as believers have a tendency to take advantage of it. Mm -hmm. Because we know, we've been told over, we've been heard preaching, and you read the scripture. All you have to do is ask for forgiveness. Right. So when we get to a place in life where the mud looks so inviting, and in the back of my, our minds, the old nature's whispering, and the devil is whispering, yeah, go ahead and do it. God said he'll forgive you. <laughs> but man, some of the consequences we create that we have to live with, that is the, that's the downside of that. But he lets us do it. He doesn't stop us. Right. He doesn't cause the earth to swallow up or fire to rain down on heaven. He just, but then he promises, if you go down this path, there's going to be some chastisement. And I think a lot of those chastisements we feel is our own guilt and the consequences, you know, that we make. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, and I, I showed those clips and tried to, to help maybe understand the difference between Sinai and Zion and then the fact about the old and the new the new covenant and here's here's one of the things that I said that made a lot of sense to me a God of grace can be easily taken advantage of but when we abuse that relationship something in us is diminished something sacred dies the fear of God mm. we don't we don't have that fear because we know he's such a loving God that he'll forgive us and but that's you know I wish I wished I was more. That may sound crazy, but I don't like fear. But boy, you know, knowing that, I guess that's that's what 
keeps us in line, especially in situations like the Marine Corps. I was afraid that drill instructor was going to whack me upside the head. So fear, it wasn't love. I didn't follow his instructions because I loved him or it was the fact that there was some, some fear involved there. And I, I think that's a, there's a, that awe. And I think in the age of grace that we, we, don't, we don't sense that so much. Well, and I believe that also um, as we look to help uh, and this kind of goes, I don't mean to get the cart before the horse no, here, that's but, fine. but this kind of goes into what you're going to be speaking about this coming Sunday, where it's a relationship of a daily walk with God. That's what God ultimately mm-hmm. wanted with Adam, right? That's, yeah, exactly. that's the that's whole exactly process, right? So he, he created Adam and that relationship, and then... Uh, this process happened as we very well know it and now the old covenant where he's like I'm going to lay down these 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 laws these things you 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 um, uh, it, it is this this awe and fear and and um, almost wondering if God does love us yeah. right you know that kind of thing back then but now the as you've mentioned the overwhelming love in uh, understanding, and and it's it's almost like yeah, well, God loves me, okay, you know, whatever. But what God is wanting to do is bring that relationship so close mm-hmm. that we understand a father who is does discipline, but we understand that love, and it breaks our heart, mm-hmm. and it and it keeps us right because we don't want to break His heart. We don't want to be not out of fear that we're going to be trembling because of the of the discipline that's going to come, but more the awe and understanding of how great and magnificent He is to have loved such a sinner as I. Mm-hmm. That relationship that that causes us to go into every single day to wake us up and to say, Lord, how could you even use a worm such as I? Mm-hmm. How could you use somebody like me? And he says, because I created you, and because I've placed my heart in you, and because Jesus died for you, so that you are now my son or my daughter, and I want relationship with you Mm -hmm. to grow and foster so that others around you will get to know me. And you get to reflect me and share the warmth, and they say, what is it about you that's different? That's my father. Mm-hmm. It's my God. Yeah. It's the one who I have a relationship with, not the one who I fear and tremble that's going to smite me. Yeah. Right. And and I I believe and and I don't again I don't mean to get that before what you're going to be speaking about, but it just really hit me. I really wanted to share that. Man, the difference is a relationship. He wanted to get back to the very fact. That he wants yeah. this, he, he just desperately wants that relationship with yeah. us. Well, that, yeah, that's good because we're going to get right into that. But then the questions I ask at the end, it says, are you taking the, the God of grace for granted? Do you talk flippantly about him? Do you worship him with casual indifference? Do you regard his word lightly? Do you have a cavalier life of abuse and grace? The problem was, is what I said, it becomes a habit. Mm-hmm. It becomes a habit doing that, you know, uh, and you always, you know, I always pray that uh, when people wake up on Sunday morning that they 
they do have a desire to come and worship God, that they don't come out of habit because they think that's the thing to do. But they're, they really come to, to give something to God, their worship. Right. And they, they want to take something uh, home in a sense that they can apply to their life. That's the whole, that's the whole point. So then I ended up saying, you know, how significant is God to you this morning, this very minute, this right. very moment? Right. And uh, uh, we talk about a lot, and I know you do, but I yammer incessantly about being obedient to the Holy Spirit and listening to Him. Because mm-hmm. He wants to give us guidance and direction. Absolutely. If we listen. That's right. You know. Yeah. You know, so, when we look at the New Testament, and we, we see the relationship that, that, that we need to have with with uh, Jesus, with God, and with the Holy Spirit, when we look at that New Testament and we see that Jesus was then taken away into heaven, mm-hmm. says, I'm sending you a helper, right? Mm-hmm. And it's the that comforter. Whole, the comforter, the the Spirit, and it's able to those who believe and have accepted in Jesus Christ, accepted Jesus Christ, will then receive the Holy Spirit. Who takes the things of God and makes them clear to us. That's it. So for us, it's a, such a great thing to be able to get into a habit of saying, "I, for instance, I don't understand how this is going to work out, or I'm, I'm questioning this, and Holy Spirit, I ask that you would, you would provide the wisdom. God, please provide the wisdom. Mm-hmm. as the Holy Spirit guides me and directs me and I, I release that care and that worry unto you I cast it upon you because mm-hmm. I know that, that you can help me and he does and he brings that wisdom right when you need it but we have a tendency to just look on our own understanding so many times that it's, it's tough to get away from that default because we're always just you know what we've learned is we got to think this through. We got to yeah. get it through. Blah yeah. blah 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 blah. But but to really have that relationship um, by by asking for these things like wisdom, for instance, that's yeah. such a wonderful part. Go ahead, Pastor. And and that goes right into this this coming week, uh, as far as the writer of Hebrews, where he takes us next. Uh, do your relate? Are your relationships healthy? Because he he starts talking about that. It, he encourages us to remember the prisoners as. As though in prison with them, he mentions three relationships in this in this in this passage. Uh, Hebrews thirteen one through three, because we're out of chapter twelve into thirteen now. Uh, Hebrews thirteen is a catch-all kind of conclusion into which all of the writer's closing comments are thrown. So he's he's ending the the book up actually when he goes into this thirteenth chapter. Up until now, the writer has focused on our vertical relationship with God. But in chapter 13, he shifts to our horizontal relationship with others. Prior to this chapter, the discussions have been lengthy with elaborate uh, discretions, digressions. How, now, however, the, the discussions are terse and to the point. Before chapter 13, the content has been more theological. And like you said, our relationship to God. And now... He's wanting to show how that relationship to God should affect our lives and our our mm. actions mm. and attitudes toward others. Mm-hmm. So in this chapter, though the warnings are personal, 
and the comments, the commands are practical. And this is the first three verses. Continue to love each other with true Christian love. Don't forget to show hospitality to strangers. For some who have done this have entertained angels without realizing it. Don't forget about those in prison. Suffer with them as though you were there yourself. Share the sorrows of those being mistreated as though you feel their pain in your own bodies. Man, that, I mean, that's strict <laughs> empathy, actually, mm-hmm. is what he's saying. And then, you know, he gives us three areas of need. The first is to Christians. Love the brothers continually. And the Greek word for love that we talk about, unconditional love, is agape. But he's talking about a philos. It's a, it's a brotherly love. And then uh, he, he goes, uh, well, i got a couple quotes from C.S. Lewis I'm going to use there. But it, I, I think part of the problem uh, really is is a lot of people get to the point where they've been beat down in life and maybe sadly to say sometimes in in church and they don't feel like they're worthy to be loved and uh, of course I'm into cartoons so I like that so I'm I, <laughs> I'm showing a, a clip from uh, Shrek where the donkey's talking to him because mm-hmm. he's, he's all bummed out he doesn't think anybody loves him and on and on right. so um the world has made a lot of people feel like they're not lovable and they're not worthy. You know, uh, we humans were created to have relationships with other humans, strong, healthy relationships. I, I thought this was interesting. I found this quote from a guy named Hinton. He says, if you have two friends in your lifetime, you're lucky. If you have one good friend, you're more than lucky. Hmm. Your whole life. That's pretty amazing. But it, it is. Uh, here's five facts about friends and true friends. One, a true friend has your back. Two, they are authentic and honest with you. Three, they truly accept you for who you are. Four, they want what's best for you. And then five, they won't abandon or desert you no matter what. Yeah, that's great. See, that's what we ought to find within the context of the body of Christ with our brothers and sisters. That that should be there. Uh, And I think they're, they're true of our best friend, Jesus, Proverbs 18, 24. There are friends who destroy each other, but a real friend sticks closer to the brother. And he's talking about Christ. John 15, 50, Jesus himself said, I no longer call you servants because a master doesn't confide in his servants. Now you are my friends since I have told you everything the Father told me. So then, you know, how, uh, how healthy are our relationships with other believers or are they just surface? You know, we just see them on Sunday morning and say, yeah, I'll see you next week. And you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and then I thought that was interesting. He goes into our relationship with strangers, how we treat strangers. To prevent friendship from becoming provincial and ingrown, the writer shows us how to open our doors not only to saints but to strangers as well. Verse 2, do not neglect to show the show hospitality to strangers, for by this some have entertained angels without knowing it. I've heard that quoted a lot, that scripture. Mm-hmm. You, it's how you treat people. You never know who it is. Uh, I think believers tend sometimes to shy away from strangers, especially if they're different from that. And I think too often we stereotype and label whole groups of people, and we won't go near them or go around them. Right. And that's that's what he's trying to say here that, you know, you we have to be aware 
of those around us that our witness is not only to people within the context of the body, but it's also to people that we run in at the gas station, at the grocery store, and where we work. And, and sometimes out in public, we do run into strangers, the people we don't know. You know, so that, that's really important. And, and then the last, the last one he mentioned is, uh, is to prisoners. Remember the prisoners as though in prison with them, and those who are ill-treated, since you yourselves are also, who are also in the body. He's talking about people that uh, have been locked up. Uh, we've taken that a little farther. At first, I think he's talking about believers. Because, uh, you know, believers will be incarcerated for, for just being a believer. Mm. And then there are those that have created their own prisons. Um, they can't get out. The bars mm. are too strong. and. We have to go in that cell, whatever their issue is, and try to help them get out right. of that. That's what he's right. talking about. You know, and I appreciate prison and jail ministry. Or Kurt has done. I've done some, and there are other people that do that. I, I appreciate them going into those people's lives and, and, and doing that. Absolutely. So that's uh, that's where we're going. I end up by saying how healthy are your relationships with other followers of Christ and with strangers and with prisoners. And of course, that all hinges about what he's been talking about the last three chapters in Hebrews. It all depends, all this filters through our relationship with Christ because it's only through him that we can do some of these things. Right. You know, Jesus says, love your enemies. Well, how easy is that? <laughs> it's not very easy, you know. I mean, it... It, and it has different um, different levels of, of that, you know, whether it's a, a person that's standing right in front of you with a gun, that kind of enemy, or whether it's a, an individual that is, that is coming up against you, um, maybe at your workplace, you know, that, that uh, has chosen to maybe uh, assume certain things about you or, or to label you as an individual and 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 um, what we need to do is respond in love. And here's to, where rumors come in. Mm-hmm. It's just like that rumor from last week with our brother that wasn't true that spread throughout the community. Mm-hmm. Somebody made that up. Oh, yeah. Look how much damage that can cause or didn't right. cause. Right. Man, that's... You know, we, we need to fact check stuff. You know, we need to know... Um, that's my issue with the media, you know, with misinformation and half-truths, and it's on both sides. It all depends on who you listen to. Well, you know, and you, you listen like like you mm-hmm. listen to one network, and they villainize. Oh yeah. The other party, yeah. the other group, and then you switch to the other one, and they're doing the same the same thing. thing. <laughs> that's right. Absolutely. Let's just meet in the middle, and yeah. we talked about that this morning. It it's hard. You're you're hard pressed. To sit down with people of opposite belief or mm-hmm. ideologies and have a normal conversation without people raising their voice or getting mad. Mm-hmm. That that Satan has escalated that in our culture. I think. I think you can blame it on him. Absolutely. And when we when we have a, have a tendency to um, lean on our own understanding, I'm just going to go right to Proverbs three. Five, yeah, and you're six right. Again. I mean, that's a great when verse. We, that makes when so much we sense. lean on our own understanding. We have this tendency to pull away from that relationship 
with God, with the Holy Spirit, with Jesus, that provides the love and the understanding, the guidance and the care, these areas in which the unknown is made known through making sure that that relationship is first and, and, and foremost. When we do that and we are um, able to... Um, uh, <laughs> got a phone call coming in. Sorry about that. Uh, right here on the podcast. Um, that uh, when, we, when we are able to lean on the understanding that God is the default, our relationship that way, then he is able to lead in the unknown, guide us through those times. But if we do the opposite and lean on our own understanding of ourselves, then we get sideways with, uh, with so many misconstrued thoughts, assumptions, rumors happen, bitterness happens, uh, toxic relationships that go down paths that that are that are unhealthy oh, and they're not leading so. to anything Mm-mm. worth um nothing value. positive right no positive no value and what, what god is teaching us here is that through his love if we if we go there first then we're able to um uh work on the uh relationship via god mm-hmm. we look we love unto him we love these other people rather unto him we we love that person that's bitter at us unto jesus mm-hmm. it's tough guys i'm not saying and gals i'm not saying that it's easy but that's what god has called us to do mm-hmm. and to practice it when we uh don't practice it and just like i can't just say well i can't do that then we're not getting anywhere. We're just treading water. We're not, we're not building a relationship with where we can better these relationships that extend the love of God to them. And and uh, sorry about that. I I'm <laughs> I was trying to gather my thought after I realized that it was my son calling for the third time in a row. So I know that my wife is with him right now, and uh, they're obviously wanting me, uh, but don't know that I'm in the middle of a podcast. Yeah. But but anyway, again. The relationship in which we have with God is so vital because it extends into those it other relationships. Every, it really uh, does. facet of our life. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. It's a deal. So. Yeah. Well, Pastor, can you go ahead and pray sure. for us over this? Thanks, God, for loving us and uh, for this time that uh, we can share these thoughts in your word. Uh, it's not so much our thoughts. We get a little goofy sometimes, and, but it's your thoughts, and it's what you say. And Uh, how you affect our lives and as we've talked about here uh, you haven't changed you're you're still that same consuming fire that came down upon sinai and and scared people and you did it because you loved them and i i i pray for that all to return in our lives lord that uh, when we really are considering doing something we shouldn't that there might be an element of all coming in there knowing that there's going to be consequences and that you have promised as a loving father that you would chastise us and we don't like it but it's there and that should help be a deterrent for us messing up stuff and tearing up relationships and on and on and on because a lot of times our sin just doesn't affect us 
it affects those around us. So keep mm-hmm. us keep us on the right path, Lord. And uh, and I pray God as we think about relationships, as the message coming up Sunday, um, our relationship to other followers of Christ and uh, to strangers and to people that maybe is not physically in jail or prison, but they've created this prison in which they live and they're right. miserable. Yeah. And we need to speak into their lives to show them that they can have abundant life in you. So thanks for this time. Uh, bless these words, Lord, and uh, may uh, somebody uh, gain something from this podcast this morning. For we ask it in the name of Christ. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, Pastor, for meeting today with us here. And, and as always, we hope that you will go away from this time together with us in a way that is uh, renewing a spirit uh, and a relationship with God, continuing to work on something that that the Holy Spirit is pressing into your life. Sure. That's that's our hope. Amen. Um, Amen. You know, uh, we might we we don't we don't uh, claim to be right and correct all the time, um, but one of the things that we try to strive strive for is to reflect uh, yeah. God in these words and the things that we, we well, try and to the, give wisdom. The thing is, if, if people hear something that uh, they might get a red flag, come talk to us. We're, we'll be happy. If yeah. we need to be corrected, feel free. Yeah. You know, I'm not talking to my wife. I'm no. just talking yeah. to everybody else. <laughs> so, uh, well, it, it, it has been great to, to have been here with you today. And, and so uh, we hope that your, your week as it extends will be uh, a pleasant one and that you continue to grow in the relationship with Jesus Christ. All right. Well, until next time, we'll say goodbye for now. Thanks. Yeah. Bye-bye.